church. Happy New Year. Come on, everybody say Happy New Year. Man, it's so good to be here with you. So great to be in worship and prayer. And uh, just, I tell you what, the presence of God is strong in the house today. Is it just me or did you notice it as well? I mean, it just seems so good. So good. So listen, we're going to begin the new year with a special time of prayer for us we're going to do something amazing together. We're going to begin 21 days of prayer together. And so today is the kickoff for that. And so I'm glad you came today because you get to start with us right here at the beginning of the year and begin to pray. Uh, it's going to be a life-changing experience for all of us. I, I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to just kind of refocus some attention and say, God, I'm giving you for 21 days prayer, giving you attention. Some of you may choose to fast some of you may choose to fast, um, so <laughs> you go ahead. I, I'm not fasting this year, but um, you may want to. But, but listen, here's the thought for you. I believe the secret to a blessed life is a consistent prayer life. And I, I do believe that with all my heart. It's a consistent prayer life. So if you want to see God move on a consistent basis in your life, it has to come through prayer. Let me take you some scripture just to set up our 21 days of prayer. And then I'm going to jump into a message for us. But out of Matthew chapter 6, 31, it says, therefore, do not worry. Everybody say, do not worry. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? In other words, the scripture saying, don't worry about all these really important things in your life. Now, it could simply say, you know, don't worry about your job, don't worry about your business, don't worry about your health, your college degree, my friendships, my marriage, my parents, my country, my church. I mean, you could plug anything in there, anything that's important. We're not supposed to worry about those things because worry only makes things worse. You know that. And so then it goes on to say, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, at this point, it's speaking to those who are not grafted into the kingdom of God, those who are not part of the kingdom of God. It says, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things, things. We all have things that we need. We all have things that we're pursuing in the beginning of the year. I love to set goals in my life. I'm a goal setter. Um, I'm not always a goal accomplisher. I'm pretty typical of the rest of the world, but, but I love goals and I like to keep them in front of me. I, I want to set a goal to be better in areas of my life. But everyone does that the first of the year. And the scripture says to us here about what we prioritize. It says in verse 33, it says, instead of worrying over things, instead of making other things your goal, it says, seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, we are to seek first God. We are to make seeking God our highest priority, our top priority above all those other things. And it says, so seek first the kingdom of God is righteousness. And then I love this, all the things, all those things that you're praying about, wanting, setting goals for, all those things, God will empower you. He'll give you his strength, his anointing. He'll give you what you need to accomplish all that he wants to accomplish in your life. And so we need God and we need to seek him first as a priority. And so for 21 days, we're going to form a new habit, maybe refresh some, some habits in your life. We're going to begin to pray. We're going to pray together. We're going to take 21 days. And we're going to talk about it through our, through our um, sermon series. We're going to have videos that are going to go on our social media that will help remind you about prayer. And so here's the commitment I'm asking for all of us. And you see it on the screen. My commitment is 21 days of 21 minutes of seeking God in prayer. And so that's what I'm asking for all of us. 21 minutes. I think we can do it. Now, you'll have to work at it a little bit, but 21 minutes. It'll be so great to, to begin your year in seeking 
God. So we have some resources to help us do it. Uh, so we have a book called Pray First. It's a prayer guide. On your way out today, there's a table out there. You can pick up your book. It's an amazing little book. I love this. Um, it has in it different models that you can pray through. So it has the Lord's Prayer model. It has tabernacle prayer, uh, praying through the scriptures, the prayer of Jabez and warfare prayers and all these different models. And so you can pick up this book on the way out. I recommend you take a look at it before you go into your prayer time tomorrow just to get a feel for what this is teaching you. And then you can go through one of these models. You can use one. You can, you can spend all your 21 days in just one of these models and praying through it. But this book will give you a way to pray. And so if you're like me and a lot of other people, having some models and guides and, and, and tools to help me pray is very helpful. I think everybody wants to pray, but, but not many people are really skilled in prayer. And so this book will give us some skills in praying. So pick up your book on the way out today. Can I, can I hear you say amen to that? That's awesome. Awesome. And then um, as a reminder, we have these, these stylish lime green. No, um, what? Teal. We're Seahawk green. So if you're a, if you're in college, you may like that. I don't know, but it says pray first. So listen, it's just a reminder. Um, so it's going to sit on your arm and, and you're going to reach out to pay for something. And there it is. And as you reach out to pay, you're going to think, Oh, I need to pray. Do I need this or not? And, um, so it'll really, it's going to save you money. It's going to be great. Um, cause the Lord will probably say, nah, you don't need that. Um, and so, um, so it's going to be great, but you're going to want that. So it's out there with our book as well. So pick those up today on your way out and then tomorrow morning, start your prayer time. So I recommend to you that you find your place that you're going to pray. Uh, you get your, you get a, a, you know, maybe it's, you have a special room. Maybe you've got a, a prayer closet in some way. Uh, get your pray first guide out, get a Bible out, get a journal out, get a coaster ready because you know you're going to need coffee because it goes together, um, prayer and coffee. And so you're going to want all of that. And so, um, so get ready to pray and start with everyone. We're all going to do it starting tomorrow. And, um, and then we'll pray through and we just can't wait to see how God uses that in our life. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, today I want to encourage you. This is my message today to begin to pray starting tomorrow. So this is a message to, to spark interest and, and desire inside of you to pray. My sermon title is, What Does Prayer Do? What does prayer do? So um, this, this past fall, uh, I, I came up with a solution to solve a, a family problem that we had at our house. And um, we, we didn't have a disagreement but we had a difference of opinion on something, Harriet and I did. And when you married couples, you know you have differences of opinions. And, and um, so Harriet's opinion was that at night, the temperature should be set to blizzard conditions. <laughs> um, I mean, like it ought to be snowing in the house. And because um, that's, where, that's where it ought to be. I am more like, I want it tropical, you know, I want it, I just want it, I want it comfortable, you know, like I don't need it to snow to sleep. And so, so we had this, you know, an opinion and just to be honest, um, I lost the battle. Um, 
And so it was cold. And so I thought, man, there's got to be a, a better way. And so I found this, this thing called a, a chili bed. And so it's a, um, it's a contraption that runs cold water like through these little hoses on just her side of the bed. And so it, it sets her temperature down to blizzard and it leaves my side of the bed comfortable, like human, like she's like a polar bear and I'm just normal human, you know? And um, so, so I bought this thing for her and I said, hey, here's your thing, you know? And she says to me, well, what does it do? You know, she, who'd seen something like this before? What does it do? It's a good question because anytime you're gonna start something new, uh, there's an expense to it. You got to clean the thing, you, you know, you got to set it. And so, you know, there's some, you know, stuff around it. And so anytime you're going to start something new, you want to know, well, what does it do? And when it comes to prayer, you're going to start something new. You're going to step into something that's going to cost you a little bit because my chili bed costs me a little bit. But who knows that a happy wife is a happy life. And um, so it brought a lot of peace in our house and I love it. Saves me about $50 a month too. It's great um, because the power bill is not so bad. And so it's awesome, awesome, awesome. But you know, the question always is, is, you know, what is, you know, what, what's this going to do? And so what is prayer going to do? If you're going to pray for 21 days, if you're going to get up 21 minutes earlier tomorrow and you're going to schedule that time and you're going to concentrate and you're going to go through a prayer book and you're going to do all these things, you might want to know, well, what is this going to do? And so that's what I want to teach you is what prayer does in your life. Going to the book of John chapter 15, five through seven, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. So this is Jesus. He says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Who, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. But if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gave them and throw them, sorry, they gathered them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Verse seven, Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, check it out when it comes to prayer, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And so the first thing I want to share with us about what prayer does for you and for me is prayer joins me to God. It, it joins me. Prayer is that communication. It's our way of connection with God. Similar to a marriage, I mean, what connects us is our ability to, to communicate. When we have differences of opinion, we have to talk about that, you know, and, and somebody wins and somebody loses at times in that conversation. So you turn it real cold until you find a chili bed. But communication, it solves disagreements. It sets goals and plan. You plan out your life together through communication. You express your love and your respect for one through your communication. As believers, church, we, we use prayer as that point of connection with God. That connects us to God. Jesus said, I am the vine and we are the branches. And that connection for us from the branch to the vine, that, that point of where it touches is that place of prayer. And so prayer, consistent prayer, is how we abide in him. That's that abiding. If you want to abide, he says, those who abide in me, and we want to, 
to, to be faithful and to be connected to, to our, our Savior. And prayer is that place of abiding. And when we pray, we're connected to God. And through that place of prayer, His life and His strength and His vitality flows from Him to us. Like that's, that's that connection. Just think about a, a tree or a vine with branches and as it rains, the water comes up through the, the trunk and then it, and through that connection where the branch touches, that water, that vitality, that life goes into the branch. And for you and I, it's that place of prayer that, that brings us to the place where we are receiving the, the life of Jesus in us and his Holy Spirit is, is just coming inside of us and strengthening us for our day. The Bible says that we'll bear much fruit like a grapevine when we're connected to him through prayer. But when we stop praying, when we are disconnected from, from the flow, from the, from the spirit of God, when we're disconnected, when that, when that branch is detached, when, it, when it's not connected, the Bible says that we begin to wither away. Now, I don't mean necessarily physically, but our spirit life, the vitality, the, the enthusiasm, the, the strength of God begins to, to wither away in our life. The Bible actually said in John 15, it says, without, without God, without that connection, that you and I can do nothing. We can do nothing. In other words, there's nothing that God has planned for our life will be accomplished without him flowing through us in our life. We need him. And if anyone does not abide in him, it says that they are like a branch that is withering. So prayer, it joins us to God. That's why for 21 days, we need to, to pray. Now, I hope it becomes a pattern for you and in my life that we we continue that connection. We continue to receive the, the life of, of the Spirit of God through prayer. Because praying once or just praying 21 days, really it's good. I mean, that's a, it's a good start. But praying once isn't what the scriptures talk about abiding. It's not that place of, of connection where we stay connected to God and we stay, you know, close to Him and we stay to where His, His life is flowing into us. So we need more than one time. I think that, you know, praying one time is not abiding. It's pretty much just begging for a moment. Lord, help, you know. And I'm not saying that's all bad, but, but there's a place that we can abide in him. And so the next thing the scripture teaches us is that prayer, it changes me. Prayer changes us. You know, if you abide talking about prayer, then it says this in John 15, seven, it says, if you abide in me, if we are connected in prayer, and then he says, and my words abide in you. And so what's it talking about here? So it's like, if we abide in prayer and we are connected and we are abiding through his word, the word of God, if we get the word of God in our life, then it begins to change us. It begins to transform us. It begins to make us more like Christ. Our desires become his, I mean, sorry, our desires become like his desires. We should pray and read our Bible. So, so tomorrow morning when you start prayer, you want your Bible there. Um, I would encourage you to, to get a, a one-year Bible. I love this Bible. So last year we kicked off the year and we gave everyone one of these Bibles. So I'm not giving you one this year. Um, hopefully you still have yours. You can go to Amazon, order it. Um, 
Also, if you are new to us, though, if you go through our Next Step class, we give everybody in our Next Step class one of these Bibles. And so that's how you can get one. But but listen, it's, it's a great way just to get the word of God in us. And so we need to pray and read our word. So when you approach your prayer tomorrow morning for 21 minutes, basically, you're going to take 10 minutes and read your word in about 10 minutes and pray. So like it's going to go fast when you do it that way, but that will be transformative in your life. I like what the Bible says about itself in Second Timothy. So not on the screen, just listen to me. But it says that scripture is inspired by God. And it's useful to teach us. It's, it's useful because it, it, um, it makes us realize the areas in our life that we need to change is what it's saying. And so the Bible points that out and directs us and transforms us. It feeds us. And so when we combine together prayer and God's word, it begins to, it begins to draw us close to God and we begin to be transformed to, to you know, think like, more like God and to act more like God and to want more what God wants in our life. You see, we don't pray to change God's mind. We don't pray to draw God close to us. Listen, we pray to change our hearts and draw us close to God. And that's what prayer will do. So as we spend time in prayer and reading God's word, uh, we'll begin to align our values with God's values. We'll begin to align our mission with God's mission. And therefore, we'll begin to pray more according to God's will than just what we want. And the effectiveness of your prayer life gets stronger and better the more you pray God's will. That's why Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. He said that your kingdom come, your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven. And so we want to pray His will. And the more we're praying and in His word, we begin to shape ourselves to be more in line with His will, which will release the answers to our prayer life. Amen, church? So for 21 days, we want to get started. Simple time of prayer and a simple time in God's word. And it will be absolutely transformative in our life. The third thing that prayer does is prayer meets my needs. Prayer meets our needs. So in John 15, 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Now, just think about that, what you desire. So your desire is changing. Your desire is becoming more like God's desires. And so when you ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. Man, that's powerful. It shall be done. I, I just, there's, just a, there's just a period there. Like just, just take it at the, take God at his word, you know, um, it, just take it at, at face value. It shall be done for you. What's happening is, is God invites us to ask him for the things we need in our life. That's what he's doing. He said, I want you to talk to me. I want you to come to me and talk about the things. I mean, that's the heart of God. And the reason he wants to answer our prayers and he wants us to come to him is he wants that relationship with us. He wants us depending on him. He wants us to, to come just like a, a parent who has children. You want your children to come and say, hey, I've got a problem with this. Can you help me? Hey, I need to work on this. Can you help me? Every parent loves it. God loves it when we come to him and begin to ask. It's his desire to fulfill what we ask when we come to him. Maybe you're wondering, does God really answer prayers? Have you ever thought that? Does God really answer prayers? I'm going to prove it to you that he does. Can I, I'm going to get you to help me. So everybody in the room, that ever any time in your life, 
that God has ever answered at least one prayer in your life, would you just raise your hand? All right, look around, look around. Uh, does God answer prayers? Yes, he does. So um, now let me just, let me get the flip side of that. How many of you ever prayed for something and it didn't happen the way you thought it was gonna happen? Has that ever happened too? All right, so, so all right, both. So what are you gonna focus on though? Because some people will land on the fact, well, you know, God never answers prayers. Not never. Because just a moment ago, how many raised your hand for God answers prayers? So sometimes, and so listen, I can guarantee you this when it comes to prayer, that you can be sure that God will never answer a prayer that you never pray. So if you want the other side of that equation to come true in your life, God never answers prayer. Well, then never pray and you'll, you'll be right. But if you begin to pray, your, your ratio will go up at some level in some way. The Bible says this in James 4, 2. It says, you do not have because you do not ask. And so I want to be a, a, an asker. I want to be someone that connects to God in prayer. I want to be one that, that is genuine and says, God, I want to seek you. I want to, I want to come and be connected to you. I want the life of Jesus flowing into my life. And, and so I'm going to seek you for who you are and I'm going to pray. And, and then out of that father, there'll be, there'll be my life that's changing and my desires will be changing. And then as I pray, I want to see God do great things in my life, in our church's life, in your life. Often I believe God waits for us to come to him in prayer. I think he waits. I think he's in heaven. I think he's, he's listening. He's ready. He's waiting. There are some things in your life that have not been accomplished. Some things that haven't come to pass in your life because you haven't prayed. There are some needs in your life that have not been met because you didn't ask God for it. And so today I'm here to encourage you to, to enter into a, a season, a time of prayer and see what God can do when you begin to pray for 21 days and begin to seek him with your whole heart, to give him some time in his word and some time in prayer. What can God do? What? I'd say a lot in my opinion. I can't wait to find out. I can't wait to see what he does in your life and in our church's life. Amen? Amen. So here's what I want to do today as we kick off our, our time of prayer. So I'm going to ask uh, James to come up on the keyboard for me. Is James here? We lost James. Awesome. All right. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go without a keyboard. We don't need a keyboard. Uh, we, we're, we, we can pray. Um, would you stand to your feet? I, I want to start this. I want to start our 21 days in prayer. We're just going to take this time together. And, and in your prayer book, in your prayer guide, there's, there's a section here about the Lord's prayer and praying through the Lord's prayer. And so what I want to do with us as a church in a corporate way, kick off our prayer time by going through the Lord's Prayer together. And maybe it's a, a little bit of a lesson for you on how to pray through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it's all in the book for you. I, I have often prayed this in my, my personal prayer life and, and, and I love to go through what I would consider somewhere around nine steps of praying through the Lord's Prayer. So let me read you the Lord's Prayer out of Matthew. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's the Lord's prayer. And I'm going to break it into parts and, and I'm going to offer some moments through this for you to, to apply that and pray in your life in these areas. But I'll explain it a little bit as we go and then we'll pray together as we go. But the first part, it talks about our father in heaven, our father. In other words, this is where we're invited to connect with God relationally. And we pray about how much he loves us and how much he cares about us, our heavenly father. Maybe you didn't have a great relationship with your natural father, but you need to know that God is a, a perfect loving father. And you can, you can pray and you can feel confident and secure when you, you come and draw near to him. So Father, we come to you as a church right now and we thank you that we can pray. We thank you that we are your, your child, that we're your children, God. I know, Father, that we've all been sinners in some way and you have forgiven us. The Bible says that you have adopted us as your own. And God, we are your children and we get to come to you in prayer. We get to, to be with you today. Would you just in your own words, just say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for adopting me. Thank you for, for saving me. Thank you for allowing me to come and, and be your child. Just in your own words, just begin to just kind of just voice that out to God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Next, it says, hallowed be your name, hallowed. It's about worship, about worshiping his name. His name, he has so many great names. His name is righteousness. His, his name is healer. His name is banner of victory over our life. His name is shepherd and peace. And he's our provider. God, we worship you. God, I'm in awe of you. Your name is a strong tower, a place of protection and a place of safety for us. I praise you as my healer. I praise you, Father, as my shepherd. I praise you because you're the banner over my life that is victory. You're my peace, you're my provider. You're my righteousness, my sanctifier. God, you are great and I worship you today. I worship you. Oh Lord, I worship you. Would you do me a favor and just at your seat, would you just, as you're standing, lift your hands up and just, just begin to worship him. Just say, God, I worship you. I love you, Father. I worship you, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, I love you, God. I worship you today. Next it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done. At this place, I love to just ask God to, to begin to show me his will in my life and his will for my family and his will for our church. And this is a place where you can submit your life to God, submit. Would you do that? Would you say, God, I, I submit my, my life to you. I submit my my business to you. 
I submit my, my finances to you. I submit my, my college education. I just submit to you, God. God, I, I, I want what you want. Would you just say that? God, I want what you want for me. Again, let's lift our hands and surrender to him. Let this be a moment for you, God. I just surrender my life to you. You're worthy, God. I trust you. Would you say you trust him? You can trust him. That's why you can surrender your life to him. You trust him. The Bible also teaches us that as we pray this prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That in, in heaven, there's no sickness, there's no sorrow, there's no worry, there's no tears in heaven. And so today, as you, as you stand here and surrender your life, you're saying, God, I want all of heaven to come down into my life and into my world and into my, my city, into my, my family. At this place, you can begin to claim freedom from sickness in your life. There's no, there's no sickness in heaven. And so his will be done from heaven to earth. So maybe you're working through something today. Just say, God, let heaven come into that situation in my life. Let heaven come. I, I want, God, I want your will in this. The Bible says in Romans 14, 17, because it says your kingdom come. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, I know this, that righteousness is right standing with, with God and others. And I want righteousness. I want to be right with God. But I also want what else is in the kingdom. I want the, I want the peace that comes. Maybe some of you have been in a, a stressful place. And would you just say, God, would you let your kingdom of peace come into my heart today? That I can trust you, that I can, I can live this, this life in peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy. God, I want joy in my life. Lord, I want joy that comes from within. A joy that, that says that, God, I know you are in control. Joy that isn't about circumstances. Joy that says, I know I'm saved. I know I'm your son. I know I'm your daughter. I know that you've got me in your hands. For that, I can be joyful, God. This life has nothing to offer me, but God, you have everything to offer me, God. And I have joy in that. Joy. Would you receive your joy? I just, I just declare joy of your life. You have to receive it today. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as heaven. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. As you pray this part of the prayer, we ask God to, to meet our needs, to to see the things that are in our life that, that concern us, the things that, that matter in our life. And you can pray for those things. God, I thank you that we can come to you with our needs and our prayers today. And God, I lift up needs in this house. We went through prayer requests on the screen, God. I pray that you would meet all those needs. If you're here today and you have a need in your life, just, just lift your hand and recognize that there's something I want God to, to see today. Father, you see every hand that's up. You know our hearts, our minds. God, I ask that you would do miracles today. I ask for freedom. I ask somebody to walk out of here today with supernatural healing in their body. God, I pray for those who, who are struggling in some area of their life. God, that you would, you would show up in an, an amazing supernatural way. God, I pray for 
those needs. I pray for our church, God. I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to, to flourish. And God, I pray for our, our building. I pray for, for your power to be released here, God. I pray for more people to, to come to know Jesus Christ through this ministry, God. Oh, the Lord's prayer is so good. Then it goes on to say, forgive us our debts. Oh Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us of anything in our life that has brought dishonor to your name. God, if there's anything that I've done that has, that has been a blemish to the kingdom of God, uh, would you forgive me, Lord? God, if there's any action that I've done that, that missed the mark, God, I, I wanna be pure before you, I wanna be clean. I thank you, Lord, that, that Jesus paid for our salvation and he paid for all our forgiveness, so I receive it now. Oh, Lord, I thank you that we're forgiven, God. I thank you so much. Forgive me of anything, God, that hurt your heart. Give me a pure heart, oh God. And God, I pray for our country, God. I pray that you'd forgive us for the, the, the places of sin in our country, God. The places of, of racism, God, forgive us, God. I pray that you would forgive us for abortions in this country, God. God, I pray that you would forgive us for the, the ways that we have mismanaged what you've given us as a nation, God. God, hear our prayers, I pray. Grace upon us, Lord, thank you. The prayer goes on to ask that we would forgive our debtors, that we would forgive others. Unforgiveness is such a trap in our life. It hinders us in our life. It creates bitterness when we hold on to things. I wonder if right now in this moment, as you think about forgiving someone, is there someone that comes to your mind right now that you can say, God, I don't want to hold that offense another minute. I don't want to hold that situation another second in my life. I don't want to carry the pain of that another day. God, I want to forgive and I want to release it to you. God, I forgive. Would you just take a moment and, and just say, God, I forgive them. I forgive that situation, that thing that happened. God, I forgive. I lay it down. I choose at this point to not carry the, the bitterness and the pain of that. God, forgive me as I forgive others today. Lord's Prayer then says, do not lead us into temptation. God, I ask that you would guard us from, from walking in ways that are unrighteous and God, I pray that you would let your Holy Spirit be quick to point out when we're headed in a wrong direction, when we're about to say something that we shouldn't say, we're about to act in some way that would cause us to stumble in our life. God, I pray that you would protect us. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to have a, a, a sensitivity to your spirit so that we would not move in a wrong direction in our life, God. And scripture then says, deliver us from the evil one. I ask God that you would defeat every attack and every demonic um, assignment against us, God. The Bible teaches us our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces and heavenly realms. God, I pray that as we pray now, God, that, that you would dispatch your angels to come and destroy the works of the enemy, that they would be our way makers through difficult times. And God, you would defeat every attack. And God, I ask that you would lift up your name over every situation that has demonic activity attached to it. 
God, I pray that you would make a way for us to succeed through an evil and fallen world, God, that you would move us through, God. You would lift us above those things. Help us to walk in those types of victories over the enemy. And we say to the enemy, you have no authority, no right over any person in this room. You have no authority over this church. You have no authority over this city, this country, God. Lastly, as we close out the Lord's prayer, it says, for your kingdom, it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Church, I want you to know that God is able. Come on, you know he's able. Let's just go ahead and just begin to celebrate. God is able. The Bible says that what is impossible for men is possible for God. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So when you get to the end of the Lord's prayer, you get to declare by faith victory, the victory of God over your life, the victory of Jesus. Jesus defeated everything on earth, including death itself. Everything God wants to accomplish in your life is a yes and amen. And so Lord, we declare your victory over our life. We declare victory over sin and sickness and COVID and, and everything that's happening in this world. We declare victory over it today. God, we say that, that everything in you is possible, God, that there is nothing that's impossible for you, God. We know that your word says that nothing is too hard for you, God. And so Lord, we lift up your name and we say that you have all the power and all the glory. You, God, we give you that glory you deserve today. Come on church, let's just give him the glory he deserves. Come on, give him glory today. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. We love you, Lord, we love you, Lord. Father, I thank you that as our church kicks off 21 days of prayer, Father, that we would press into your presence. Lord, you'd set a new tone in our life. You'd set a new hunger in our life to be connected to you, Father. And then Lord, do what you wanna do. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, church. Amen, Amen. we give Jesus a clap. If you're here today and you've never met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, if you've never had a moment where you said, God, I need you in my life, if you've never had a moment where you began a relationship with our Heavenly Father, today's your day of salvation. I wanna share with you these four thoughts that we have on the screen. I want you to know that you are loved by God. He loves you. It's not based on anything you've done or haven't done or will do or anything you've messed up or not messed up. He just chooses to love all of us. He loves us in our messes. The second box teaches us that people have sinned and, and we've been separated from God. It's that sin that separates us. That's why you need a savior because sin is blocking you. Next, it says that Christ died on the cross as the only payment for our sin. And so what Christ does is he takes that sin that blocks you from God and he removes it. He places it upon himself and he took the penalty for that sin. That's why he died on the cross. And when you believe in Jesus, that, that sin is removed, that block you are 
connected. You're in a relationship with God, but you do have a part and your part is to accept God's gift of salvation. And if you've never accepted it, then you're, you're still separated. And today I don't want you to be separated. I want you to be connected to God. And that's what salvation is. So would you bow your heads for just this moment? If you're here today and you're like, I need God. I need to be saved. I want my sins forgiven. I wanna be connected. I wanna be saved today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up to me real high? I wanna see if there's anybody here. I see you. Anybody else? I don't wanna miss anybody. God bless you. Is there anybody else today? Hey, let's all say this prayer out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me when I didn't deserve it. I know I've sinned and I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I receive salvation today. I receive forgiveness today. I am 100% saved today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a clap, church. Awesome. awesome.